This episode of Inside Muskegon is brought to you by the Community Foundation for Muskegon County, created in 1961 to help improve the quality of life for Muskegon County residents. We make good things happen. For more information, visit cffmc.org. The Community Foundation for Muskegon County. For good, forever. Welcome to the Inside Muskegon Podcast with your host, Jason Pisecki. And now, here's Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 94. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon Podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Tom Harriman, a commentary on the interview, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with Tom Harriman with the Helmet Playhouse. I'm here with Tom Harriman from the Helmet Theater. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. Well, thank you, Jason. I appreciate uh, coming back down. Yeah, a, a return visit to the podcast for you. We heard from you about 40 podcasts ago with one of your one-man shows. Wow, it's been that long, huh? Yeah, time flies in yeah. the uh, in the world of podcasting. Oh, yeah, in the world of one-man shows, too. I'm about to do another one. <laughs> well, we can we can talk about that, too. Okay, great. Uh, well, let's let's start out talking a little bit about the, uh, the Howmet Theater and a little bit of the history of the theater. Oh, we love our playhouse up there in uh, White Lake. Howmet Playhouse, let's see, a little bit of the history of it. The Howmet Playhouse is a 400-seat playhouse. It was built in 1916. Uh, it's an intimate little playhouse with a full-stage house. It has been the center for entertainment up in White Lake. Uh, for over 90 years, as a matter of fact. It's now owned and operated by the city of Whitehall, and we still have our summer theater festival that goes on up there for eight weeks in the summer, um, uh, a nice full roster of comedies and entertainment. Uh, and now we're open uh, year-round. We've got a variety of different concerts and that type of thing. The Howmet Playhouse, when it was first built, was built very much as a community playhouse. It was originally called the Newfer Adams Playhouse, or Newfer Adams Theater, and uh, two gentlemen, J.J. Uh, Newfer, who was a local industrialist, uh, got together with a gentleman by the name of Frank Ramsey Adams, who was a pretty well-known writer and mus- uh, musical composer. Uh, he actually had uh, musicals on Broadway. Um, he was famous for his most well-known tune is a tune called Who's Kissing Her Now? For some of those uh, uh, older podcast listeners, I guess I can, <laughs> I can say that. I, I don't know how to be more politically correct on that one, but it was a very well-known tune. And through about 1930, uh, these gentlemen uh, operated the place. It was first built as a community playhouse and also as a venue for this new technology they referred to as flickers. 
which we would probably refer to now as uh, the old silent films. Well, Flickr's a photo-sharing website, so see how things things evolve over the years? All right, yep, things return. Yeah. So uh, so after, after the Depression, as far as I understand here, the uh, Playhouse uh, went over into the hands of uh, cinema operators, and for many years it was known as White Lake's main uh, motion picture theater. And so it existed, uh, I mean, if we look at the history of the Frauenthal Center in terms of uh, its, the, the various epochs of uh, uh, entertainment and, and media, um, not unlike the Frauenthal Center, where for many years it was mainly a motion picture theater. And uh, then uh, in the very late 60s, very early 70s, um, the motion picture business began to change. The Playhouse uh, went uh, uh, out of the last motion picture operator's hands, and so the future was uh, in question. Um, A real grassroots effort from the folks in the uh, uh, White Lake area, along with Howmet Corporation, uh, Ted Operhall, I believe, was there at the time, and the Blue Lake Fine Arts Camp, and, uh, uh, and the folks at Blue Lake Fine Arts Camp got together and uh, mounted a drive, a real grassroots effort within the communities there up in White Lake, to save, uh, which became the Howmet Playhouse at that at that time. And for the next 30 years or so, the Howmet Playhouse was operated uh, under the auspices of the Blue Lake Fine Arts Camp, uh, Fritz Stansel, who, uh, who runs the place out there. Um, this last year, and I have the dubious distinction of being, uh, or I had the dubious distinction of being the director of the last show that played in the Howmet Playhouse in the uh, 2006 summer season, The Moon is Blue, um, the uh, Blue Lake Fine Arts Camp had built their own theater out on the Blue Lake uh, property, and Again, um, they decided to get out of the Howmet Playhouse business, and so the future of the Howmet was in question for a very short period of time because uh, Blue Lake Fine Arts Camp and the city of Whitehall got together, and Blue Lake Fine Arts Camp donated the Howmet Playhouse to the city of Whitehall. City of Whitehall, I think, very excited about the possibilities of taking over the Playhouse. Probably pretty scared, but very excited as well. But looked at it as an opportunity, and... Uh, that's where uh, I start to become a little bit of the history of the Howmet Playhouse, and uh, a request for proposals was put out by the city. Uh, I responded along with, I think, about a dozen dozen other responders, and uh, here I am as the manager of the Howmet Playhouse. So there's a quick quick history lesson. Well, you you wear two hats, I'm sure probably more than two hats, but you kind of alluded to it there in your history. You're the manager of the Playhouse, but you're also uh, up here on stage quite a bit. Uh, well, that's that's the great thing about that playhouse. It is a wonderful producing venue. We're able to produce our own artwork there. We've got uh, uh, Kevin Wurz, Kara Guzman, uh, Caleb McAndrew, all of the folks that have worked together for quite a while up there at the Summer Playhouse, and which I and with whom I had the privilege to work at the end of the 2006 season. Um, they love that place as do the folks up in White Lake. They're just r- raring to come back, which which uh, so many of them did. And Kevin and I have been working together to put together new seasons and 
And so things were, I think things worked out quite well this summer. Everybody seemed pretty happy. Give our listeners a sampling of the type of shows they may have missed since the, uh, the change in uh, management at the oh, playoffs okay. and what's coming up in the future. Well, we had, uh, let's see, our season last, uh, this last uh, 2007 season, uh, we opened up with the show Sylvia. Uh, A.R. Gurney, great A.R. Gurney story about a, a man, a wife, and a dog. And uh, Sheila Wahamaki from the community college, my colleague there at the community college, and i got to tell you, the community college was great. We got a lot of help. I, I still teach at the community college also, so I do wear a lot of hats. But uh, my colleague Sheila uh, played, uh, played Sylvia the dog, as a matter of fact, a reprising a role she had done with Muskegon Civic Theater quite a few years ago. I shouldn't say quite a few years. I don't want her to say, hear that. <laughs> um, but so we, we opened with Sylvia. The next thing we had was we brought in Pigeon Creek Shakespeare Company, which is a young uh, Shakespeare company out of uh, Ottawa County. They did a production of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. Uh, let me see. You're testing my memory here. It was a whirlwind summer, summer let me tell you. Uh, next thing we had was Escanaba in the Moonlight. How can I forget? And a few of us reprised our roles in Escanaba into Moonlight, yours truly included. Uh, next thing we had coming up was The Mystery of Irma Vap. A, um, if you like shows like uh, This is Spinal Tap, Waiting for Guffman, Young Frankenstein, you would have loved Irma Vap. Uh, the next thing we had was uh, uh, another tradition that we're happy to continue up at the Howmet Playhouse is the tradition of the White Lake Youth Theater. And that the White Lake Youth Theater production this year was Stuart Little. And I think everybody knows that, that wonderful E.B. White story. And then we finished off the season with uh, Lend, Me, Lend Me a Tenor, Ken, Lu- Ken Ludwig. Um, a great cast mixing uh, locals and profe- and uh, the our touring in professionals. Um, so we had, we had a real good time this summer. Well, and it sounds like uh, there are some pretty big things happening now at the Playhouse. Do you want to share any recent news? Well, actually, there I've got a ton of recent news to to share. I was very happy with the summer season. I've got to say that uh, groups like the Paul C. Johnson Foundation, the uh, Whitehall Montague Lions, the City of Whitehall LDFA, um, the Miller Johnson Foundation. Um, uh, a whole bunch of folks came forward and really helped support this summer season. Our donations were wonderful. And uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, accept a check from Alcoa Howmat, our name, namesake corporation here. Uh, word just came out that uh, they've given us a $25,000 operating grant to keep us going. Um, it is great to be affiliated with uh, Muskegon's, Muskegon County's largest employer and with that name of excellence, and that is a challenge for us at the Howmet Playhouse to keep up our level of excellence with our uh, presentations and our programming. What makes the Howmet Playhouse unique? Um, I think there are a lot of things that make the Howmet Playhouse unique. One of the main things, and I think this is what people notice the most, 
and whether they notice it in the terms I'm going to use or not is it's 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 my hopelessly academic uh, background is the relationship physically between the stage and the auditorium. In 1916, um, I think the name of the firm was Lowe and Ballenbacher, was the architectural firm out of Chicago that designed that building, and they got it right. The relationship between the stage house and the auditorium, it is just a great place to see a show. The acoustics are wonderful. Um, everything's very intelligible. You can see very well. There truly isn't a bad seat in the house, and it's a great little place. A wonderful place to see a concert, wonderful place to see lyric or musical theater. Well, I, I can echo those sentiments. I, I was able to get up there with my family and with my three young children and see Stuart Little, and it really is a a nice, intimate setting to go see a performance like that, and we all really enjoyed it. Well, I'll, I can give you perspective, too, from the uh, the other side of the footlights. Um, your, your, your immediate feedback from the audience as a performer, and of course, you know, we, we that teach theater know that live theater is all about the audience-performer direct contact and relationship. That's the dynamic that sets theater apart from everything, really. Um, it is so strong in that space. And it's wonderful to see a space where, you know, people seem to be so comfortable in, the, in that space. It was real interesting. We, uh, our first concert that we had up there, we did uh, Fon Moore, uh, the, the, uh, the Celtic world rock uh, band out of Kalamazoo. Great band. I, I think many of your uh, pod listeners have probably seen them at the Irish Fest. Um, we started the show in there. And they run a pretty hot sound system. And a gentleman in the auditorium actually set up, st- stood up and said, I can't hear the flute. <laughs> this is how comfortable people are up in that space. And it was great because the audience laughed, the band laughed, the sound man readjusted things a little bit, and we went on and continued to uh, rock and roll there. Uh, we just had um, uh, Joe Felisco and Eric Noden. They're two uh, musicians out of the Chicago area really masters of a variety of different kinds of delta blues, old-timey music, great stuff. What a wonderfully intimate setting. There's a 400-seat capacity in that theater. We had 185 people for that concert, a uh, local guy, uh, Bert Tolutke. Uh Hats off to him because he had a, did a great job in promoting that concert. Um, people had a great time. It's like listening to a concert in your living room. Well, speaking of which, uh, what's on the schedule for the upcoming season at the Helmet Playhouse? Well, we've got pretty close to about a dozen events planned between now and the end of the year. Michael Smith in concert. Now, Michael Smith has been here before. Um, Really a powerful, powerful folk singer. That's uh, Friday, October 26th. October 27th, Diane Ream. Deborah Lambers and the Book Nook has been going to a lot of work to bring Diane Rehm, great interviewer from NPR with the DR show, the Diane Rehm show. She's going to be in on October 27th. And all of those October events, too, I've got to add, uh, part of the Muskegon Area Arts and Humanities Festival. Look for the ah. 
<laughs> Arts and Humanities. Yeah. Then we've got in November Alice Peacock, a great folk singer, the third. Telebration, a tale for two cities, uh, White Lake's annual storytelling festival. This is their third year, and they're very happy to be back into the uh, Ahmet Playhouse. Uh, and we're looking at some Christmas uh, events coming up, um, some probably Christmas family movies as part of White Lake, uh, 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 Walk White Lake around Christmas time. And you might even see a broken down old equity actor doing up, up there doing a one man Christmas carol. We'll see. You're going to uh, reprise, or is it reprise or reprise? I, um, I'll leave it to whatever the correct pronunciation is, but people can refer back to uh, Inside Muskegon number 53, I believe, where you joined us and talked about that role when you did it out at the college. So maybe a chance to see it up at the Helmet Playhouse. Some say tomato, some say tomato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to our final question. I'll give you an opportunity to hopefully get some people up to the Playhouse. You have one minute alone with a person considering attending an event at the Helmet Playhouse. Make your pitch to get them up there. There is nothing like live entertainment, first of all. It's like no experience that you can have with recorded media. Not that there's anything wrong with recorded media, but you can get in direct contact with those performers. The other reason why you want to come up and enjoy a show up there is just the synchronicity of all the businesses. You get to come up to White Lake. It's a very walkable community. You know, you can park your car. don't have to get back into it. Stop down to the local pub. Stop into one of our restaurants. Stop over to the Howmet Playhouse. Spend a night at one of the bed and breakfasts across the street. It's just a wonderful environment, great place to enjoy yourself. Uh... White Lake, you know, you get to change gears a little bit. It's a great place to kind of slow down, take a walk, smell the roses. Well, thank you very much, Tom. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate you having me back. The Helmet Playoffs is one of those cultural jewels that some communities neglect over the years and they just disappear. Well, that was not the case in Whitehall. The city and local businesses stepped up to save the theater. The Playhouse is best known for the annual Helmet Summer Theater Festival, which is eight weeks of live summer stock theater. And now the Playhouse has also expanded its schedule to include events throughout the year. What I found most appealing about the Helmet Playhouse was the sense of intimacy when you take in a show there. The theater is just 400 seats, so there are no bad seats in the house. You're close to the stage and can really feel the energy of the performers. In addition to plays, you'll catch musical theater, jazz, blues, and folk concerts, and movies at the Helmet Playhouse. As you heard from Tom, the Playhouse doesn't slow down once summer ends. So for more information on the Helmet Playhouse, including information on purchasing tickets, visit helmetplayhouse.org. I'm going to move on now to some listener feedback, and for the latest feedback in Inside Muskegon, Visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com, compost your own comments to the site, view the comments of others, and even comment on their comments. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 94 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at Jason at InsideMuskegon.com.
This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at insidemuskegon.com.